Ready? Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 33-7 and we're your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernay. Every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. We generally pick a topic and we play some music and we uh, listen to the music. And we stay hydrated because summer's on and it is freaking hot outside. It is awful. Um, <laughs> I... It's, I don't want to be that podcast that complains about the weather, but I could absolutely <laughs> do that. I think everybody, everybody gets one. We all get one. We get one? Yeah, we get one. We get one. God, it's hot today. And also, we're not doing a, a, a big topic today. Um, you picked music this week. I looked at your tracks from a topic that I wanted to do in the future. Oh, we can still do that topic. Uh, My tr- so before we even talk about what I chose, we should talk about what's going on today. So... In an interesting turn of events, I received a contact from my nephew uh, about the idea of potentially starting a podcast. He wanted some advice on how to go about doing so. And despite the fact that I am on a podcast, I don't do the bells and whistles behind the scenes of the podcast. That's all Rob. So while I was able to give him some feedback, the thing that came to mind the most that would help, I was like, you know... Why don't you just come on to be on on our show? You can sound as ridiculous as we do and just kind of take a crack at this and see how it goes. So uh, Rob was down with it. So my nephew Darnell is on the show today. Um, hi, Darnell. Hi, what's going on? How's everyone? Oh, it's going all right. Now, I'm going to say... Okay, yeah. And check, as check. I didn't prime him before this, the thing I'm going to outright say immediately, since that was a large part of why you're on today, is podcasting, whether you're new to it, or your seasoned expert, or whatever. It's just about relaxing and just saying what comes to mind. Yeah. There's an edit button. <laughs> so, yeah, no, <laughs> there, yeah. is, there is an edit button. I did have to edit last week's show. You dropped an f bomb in there. It was unintentional. I I almost <laughs> I almost published the episode, and I was like, oh wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you something funny. I'll tell you something really funny. So I'm on, in addition to this one. You guys know I also do the SML podcast. Knowing the SML podcast for game reviews. They don't care if I swear on there. I'm a, I can say whatever I want. It's probably encouraged. It's encouraged. Right. However, in some odd scenario, some odd turn of events, I have been refraining from swearing on that show, and they give me guff for it regularly. And they'll be like, so in this scenario where you kind of fudge, the, you just kind of fudge up the situation. Like, wait, did you just say fudge up? I'm like, yes, I did. Like, just curse. Okay. Like, I can't. So you guys are family. Have you picked up this this habit that Pernell has of replacing curse words? Um, sort of, kind of, yeah. I feel like <laughs> within the certain times, sometimes I'll do it, sometimes I won't. I think it all depends on who I'm around. <laughs> so oh, if okay. I'm around, like, friends... I'm cussing like a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> is that my next question? I know you play a lot of basketball, and yeah. you're on teams. And all oh, yeah, there's basketball sports. Gonna swear. I'm gonna swear. But if it's family, I, I've been trained since a child. Like, it's it's hard to cuss in front of family. Oh, okay. That's it's, why it's, the trick. It's just weird. That's it's why like, my little thing is like, yeah, it you, does feel you right. come up with stupid words. And that way, no matter where you're swearing at, you're saying strawberries and giblets, <laughs> and everybody's happy because you're making them laugh and they know what you really mean. It's, it's just perfect, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, it's fun. To, it's fun. It's, it's nice to have you here. I feel like we have the whole. We have like a clan of of, of, of the rhythm and pixels. Crew. We have a whole poker table set up here. We have a trifecta. I didn't bring the fifty-two card deck though, so <laughs> I mean, I can work on my poker face, but I won't be winning any money tonight. It would be funny if, like, throughout the show, we had like a card game going on at the same time. We <laughs> <laughs> could sort of just like let people know what's going on. On the second episode, second track, would be like, Pardell seems a lot more down. What's going on? Well, I'm out fifty bucks, so <laughs> I can't be that enthusiastic about my this next. Could be, this could have been an opportunity for you, Darnell, as well. It could have been. <laughs> for me to win some money. Some cash Take today. some money away from my old uncle. All right, so we, we uh, decided not to go with a specific topic for this week. Um, we are going to go with a, with a wild card. Actually, right? not 100%. So Rob went with wild card, which it makes sense. It makes sense there. But what I tried to do is I tried to pick tracks that I felt were in some way related to my interactions with my nephew to see how that would flow. Oh. Now, keeping in mind the fact that, unlike me, I mean, you did play video games back in the day, but you yeah. weren't, like, in it, in it. No, no. So I couldn't be like, I remember that day when you were really hyped up on Crash Bandicoot 3. <laughs> you don't know who that Crash Bandicoot is. No, no, of course not. Well, through you, I know. I'm about to say, who is Crash Bandicoot? First live quiz. (laughs) (laughs) Who is Crash Bandicoot? What's a Bandicoot? No one knows the answer to that, so you're safe. (laughs) But but I do know that you didn't like video games, and we had some interactions in the past that involved video games. I felt kind of to talk about. And, of course, we'll just chatter in general. Might hit you with a few stupid spitball questions because we got to make you talk. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think it'd be a nice bit of fun, and this is it, overall the main goal of this is just to give you some experience with talking yeah. on a show mm-hmm. and get the vibe for what it feels like because it's nothing to be worried yeah. about. Um, oh, one more other thing. One more other thing. <laughs> one um, more uh, thing. Next week, and I, I hope you're okay with that. That we do. Ooh, I might not be okay with that. August fourth <laughs> will be our next live show. Well, that should be fine. All right, so August 4th, this is 2022. I don't know when you're listening to this episode. Um, will be our next live show for our Patreon audience. So if you have our Patreon member of our show, um, you get access to a live stream uh, recording of the episode. And but the topic should be Masters of VGM, your picks, right? Your picks. You know, your pick for the Master of VGM. I'm not asking for four. We're asking for one. Only one must... One can live. Yeah, only one. All must. others will die. <laughs> um, so... So yeah, not just the Patreon members, but all listeners. If you have a suggestion, a track suggestion, or a topic suggestion, or track suggestion for this topic, please send it to us through our email, rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. Just wanted to get that out there. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be in town the next week. I think I'm gone. Dun, 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 dun. Um, okay, know. so my dad has a hot. He's the only one that I know that has a hot. I still have a hotmail. <laughs> How often I use it. But I have one. I, I I don't know why I made a Hotmail account for the show, and I just kept it. I mean, it's basically Outlook at this point. It's yeah. just they don't re- they don't remove the Hotmail link or the tag. So. <laughs> so what should I use then? Should it just be rhythmandpixels.com? Like maybe at Google. I always thought Hotmail was like early two thousand. Okay. So hey, now they're not even ninety. Well, so old make, people should make a Google account. I think Google would be or Yahoo. Hotmail was around before Yahoo. you were born, and it still works. <laughs> Have you know? I just figured like it wasn't it wasn't uh, AOL.com. It's not Yahoo Mail. Yeah, yeah. Well, Yahoo Mail is still a thing. Okay, AOL. We are we are getting off topic here. Um, That's what we do though. All right, so this is an odd number episode. So Pernell, why don't you kick us off with some music for us to listen to? Okay. Well, 
I guess the first track I'm going to go with is going to be from the game Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc for the PlayStation Vita and PSP and well in Japan and the track title is called Beautiful Dead and it is composed by Masafumi Takeda.
Welcome back. You're listening to Beautiful Dead from the game Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc for the PlayStation Vita, composed by Masafumi Takeda. Uh, as you all know, if you've been listening to this show, how much a fan I am of the Danganronpa franchise. I've played three of them. I skipped the the spinoff Summer Showcase, and I did not play Ultra Despair Girls because I didn't have time for that. You played the like I guess the core, the core, the three core, games, the core there. three, yeah, the ones that involve trials and such. Uh, love the games to death. Uh, I would play them again if I could make the time, but I'm behind in a number of other visual novels, so it's going to take a back seat. However, even though they're a video game franchise, Danganronpa has also had some anime-level franchises too that kind of take the show, the video games, and kind of you know condense them down to just the main narrative beats, no after-class conversations and social links or whatever, just nitty-gritty murder trials and. Funny enough, back in, say, 2017 or 18? I want to say 2017. Uh, back when my nephew wasn't in college yet, uh, he came over to my house after school, and I was like, I could be a cool uncle. I got my house. I can check out my house, and I'll make him dinner. So I cooked dinner for him. It was like a beef and broccoli combo. And I think you remember what you made. Oh, yeah, because it was yeah. fun, and it wasn't from a Chinese restaurant. I prepared that mess. Um, and then... I sat him down and tried to inject him with a fantastic dose of anime because I've been trying. I'm always like, my nephew plays basketball. He's into all this stuff that I'm not into. There's got to be a thread. There's got to be a link. I was like, well, there's got to be something I can get him into that I also like. There's got to be a thing. So I was like, you know, do you like anime at all? And if I remember correctly, you weren't too much into it at the time. You were like, I like something. So I was like, yeah, you weren't in it. No, you were like, whatever. And I'm like. Well, we're going to watch this show called Danganronpa. You might like it. And I turned it on, not expecting you to really click with it. But from what I remember, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because this is about time for you to start getting rabbing about whatever. Uh, you actually were interested. You were like, I want to watch the next episode. You didn't, you weren't the type that was like, okay, let's do something else. You wanted to keep watching the show. You were engaged. Was this the show where it involved like someone, people dying and yeah, the, 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 the teddy bear that yes, was put yes, colored. Yes, I do remember that show, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Like, I, yeah, I like that show. I I think the next day I went home and watched the episodes after. Um, it's pretty interesting. And then I and now I keep having, like, memories to that because I see references to that bit, um, like, all over. Like, I know people at school who wear, like, shirt. And really? Hats. Yeah, I have. I've definitely seen people with, with, you know, and I've seen stuff on like Twitter as well. And I'm like, oh, I watched that show. That's right. That's right. You hear that? Your old uncle can still roll with the college kids because (laughs) on your campus, they're wearing clothes that feature characters that I'd still talk about. Mess with me, man. I can roll. But that's the one with like the bear that's like red, black, and white. Yeah, yeah Mono yeah. Kuma, which is yeah. kind of funny. Monochrome. I, I should probably watch this at some point. I've never seen any you of this. You should. Yeah. And you should finish it. I think I should go back. You really should. Because the funny thing is, I was thinking about this. Like, I'm going to ask him when this is on the episode. Like, did you ever finish watching the show? He's like, no. Nope. No, I hadn't. <laughs> Gotta get you on Crunchyroll then. Because you need to finish that show. Or rather, start it from scratch and finish it. You don't remember anything about it. <laughs> this point, Go back restart. to the beginning and start it over. <laughs> That's a short show. They really condensed the living daylight out of this. Like, uh, oh, murder in one episode. How does that happen? Yeah. Well, they're really quick learners, I guess. Uh, wild kids. 
Well, I'm going to throw a, I'm going to keep the music very similar, okay? But this this game is completely different. This is a dating sim where everybody is a phone. So you're wait, 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 you're a person with a phone for a face and you're dating women who have phones and typewriters for heads. <laughs> I, okay, I'm interested. Kid you not. Okay, this is called Have you played I'm sure you played some weird dating sims doing reviews and stuff, right? I definitely have. Okay, so this is called Dial Town, the phone dating simulator. But the music is really cool. Um, it's by uh, Nathan Hanover, and the music is called, this track is called Getting Down and Dirty. <laughs> so I had to pick that track. Getting down with the dial tone. Here we go.
Yeah, we're back. Here. You're listening to Getting Down and Dirty in Dialtown, the phone yeah. dating sim. The uh, OST is composed by Nathan Hanover, and this is the only track with this bass on it. That really fuzzy, fuzzy bass. Yeah, yeah. I really like that. I, I'm trying to. I was trying to think of something else I've heard it on. I, I don't know where else I've heard the, that's this kind of bass from, but it sounds like it's just pushed through like a distortion, mm-hmm. and it's really, really grimy. <laughs> I like it. I'm just, I'm looking at the imagery for this game, and it is hysterical, because at its core, it literally is a dating sim. And I, even, I wouldn't even be surprised they don't even reference the fact that they have heads of some phones for heads. <laughs> They're just okay. phone head do you know, people. Do you know what we mean by dating simulator? It... I, I guess. No, 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 no. Okay. You don't get to just guess. He's inferring. It, it no is, reason he's inferring based is, on no, context. It, no, it is nailed time. You have to try, the, take a guess. What is a dating sim? <laughs> I, no, okay, so I'm going to give you my thought process. When I, when I first heard him say dating sim, yeah. I was like, Sims? Like the game, like the game Sims. Sims. Okay. So then I was like, okay, no, because then you showed me the picture and it was like, and he explained a little more that their heads or phones. I'm like, Okay, some sort of simulator game with dating. I guess I understand, but now I'm not sure. Now that I'm being put on the spotlight, can you explain it a little got a bit? You, got you covered. So it's 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 mainly a, a, a think of a visual novel, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's like a graphic novel with pictures. You you choose dialogue options. Oh, okay, oh, okay, yeah. okay. We, we call it dating sim. It's like often like you're a guy and you're trying to get with like girls in like the right. classroom or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in this one, but they, they they've gotten so strange nowadays because everyone's birds. Making, yeah, there's birds. There's um, there's was it? There's a KFC one where it's like you and the you have to like you're the colonel. You, you are you the colonel? Or are you are you trying? Like you're to, trying like, to date the you're colonel. trying to date the colonel. Trying to date colonel. Um, there's a famous one called the Dream Daddy where you're like a, you're a single dad and you're trying to date other single dads. It's oh, supposed okay. to be like really like cute and funny, but and like, then there's another one where like you're monsters at a monster school. Comes up with these concepts. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely someone in a there's a big round table and they're just sitting down in their suits. So, and like, well, the thing is, there's, there's <sighs> when it comes to video games, there's this. There's I, a, I there's think a, people making these games are not sitting around in suits. Oh, they're, they're, they're <laughs> far from it. Sitting <laughs> around in their t-shirts. It's more yeah. of an anti up. Like you get the first game in the franchise or of a concept. It's like, okay, here's a dating sim. You're a guy. I'm down to this luck. And he's trying to start dating girls. Here's the flow of the process. Talk mm-hmm. to these people. Choose options. Bam, you win. Next game or two, probably be the same concept. The next one might be, okay, now you're a girl trying to date the guys. A couple games like that. And then someone goes, I got to stand out. I can't just be guy dating girl or girl dating guys. How do I make myself stand out? I got it. You're a pigeon trying to date other exotic birds. (laughs) That sounds like a larf. Now, the old pigeon. I need a falcon in my life. That's right. Got to find a falcon. This time, I'm a military-grade vehicle. And I have a thing for artillery. <laughs> Got to date a missile. So a, a lot, a lot of these these uh, these games are lower budget, right? So I mean, mm-hmm. there's maybe a lot of not all, of them, but a lot of them are. There's maybe like one or two writers. It's a lot of text right. um, and some artists. Sometimes artists. Sometimes they're just going. They're Google imaging birds. Um, but often the music in these games and a lot of those games are just um, like uh, those those copyright free you know music royalty free music mm-hmm. that you can download online and it's mm-hmm. just very generic sounding and they get a whole bunch of it and, it and it fits the game and it's fine. This one had a whole original soundtrack. Oh yeah, with, you, every once which in a while, is just awesome. Yeah, because every once in a while you'll get a, a person also that will be like, "Hey, I want to get this game put out. 
I don't. I may not have a ton of money to do it. Yeah. But this is my passion project, and someone will go. Yeah, I'm a little skilled. I, I have. A, I'm talented in composing some music, and I got. I'm not, I got time. I'll make. I'll cut some tracks together for you, and they end yeah. up being bangers of music. Right. It works very well. Uh, like uh, uh, the composer might see this as an opportunity to maybe. Oh, it's a, it's a weird dating sim where your phones. This is an opportunity for me to, to experiment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you one thing though, and you'll have to tell me down the line if you listen to more of the OST for this game. I feel like there needs to be more music that integrates dial tones. Oh, that would have been... Yeah. yeah, I didn't listen... Okay, I, I mean, there's a lot of music in this game. There was like 60 tracks. Well, yeah, there's a lot of dating going on. So I on. didn't listen to the whole thing, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of characters, too. Like, And there's yeah. just, there's a hidden endings where you have to like play as all the characters or, or you have to go through all their storylines. That seems like a lot. <laughs> you, you, you meet the phone of the future. It's just like a psychological... It's like a psycho pulse. <laughs> you just date well, you mentally. Like, there's like a Nokia that you can date, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's probably like some one of those like those Cisco like business like phones you put on the desk. And, like, <laughs> conference phones. Like a Nokia, like those, those old phones? The, little, the little, ones that didn't even flip back the, in the day. The little the brick. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. the little brick the, phone. I think those the ones were... It was like a walkie-talkie on Yeah, yeah, they had those too. Oh, okay. I remember those. Oh, wow. Old ancient phone. So uh, Christy's uh, sister, her family, they loved those things. Mm-hmm. So when we were dating all day long, if I was at their sister's house, I would hear this, blink, blink. <laughs> hey, are you downstairs? Blink, blink. Come get ice cream or something like that. And just all day long. Just like, come downstairs and tell me. <laughs> <laughs> now, now they just yell at each other. Over. So. All right. Uh, <laughs> we're on to your next track. Okay. So my second track comes from the game Minecraft. This track oh. is yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. this relates to me. I love Minecraft. You, I pick tracks, man. Um, this <laughs> He's comes so from, proud of himself over there. Right, <laughs> I'm very proud. Proud uncle moment. This comes from the game Moog. This comes from the dumb. The track is called Moog City, and is composed by, to my understanding, C418, which yeah. is a really cool name. I don't think I, I don't think I've learned his real name, but he goes by C418. It's Moog. Moog. No, Moog. It, no, Moog. Uh, it's named after Robert Moog, who created the Moog synthesizer. Oh, he's a yeah. Moog. Just a little, a little, a little educational <laughs> audio knowledge. Yeah. Dropping some rhythmic <laughs> beats.
Welcome back. You're listening to Mog City. Moog. Moog! I've been drinking water, okay? I'm staying hydrated. You're saying Moog like a Moogle or Moggle. Yeah, because it's got two O's and I'm really <laughs> bad at reading. <laughs> From the game Minecraft, composed by C418. So, my personal connection with Minecraft is kind of loose, because I remember when the game first came out, and my impression of it was, oh, wow. So people were really taken to this game of digital Legos, huh? Yeah. And even though I wasn't really getting down with it, I still appreciated it for the fact that it was inspiring many, many people to expose themselves to a world of creativity and imagination, to be perfectly honest with you. So it did its thing. It ran its course for a bit. And why, who am I kidding? It's still running its course. It's not going anywhere. Uh, but then down the line one day, I come to discover... That you are a fan of Minecraft. Um, if I had to pick a favorite song from the three we just played, I'm going to have to go with this one. But this one hit home for me. It definitely reminds me of all those nights, three, four o'clock, sometimes five o'clock in the morning, and just playing Minecraft, just going hard. Or it reminds me of those times in middle school where me and my friends, instead of paying attention in class, we were either for lunch or hide or something and just go play minecraft on our phone like playing minecraft on your phone man yes that's the only thing i couldn't figure out because like i always needed like a mouse to sort of orient myself Mm -hmm. but um but yeah i i grew up with legos like everywhere around me so the idea of like digital legos just Mm -hmm. felt like a dream yeah 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 so i and i also i understand like why it's been so popular for so long i was always been a big fan of open world games and this is it, it's, it's pretty much the open world game yeah. like, the world is your oyster in Minecraft and that's like the one thing I love about it so yeah that's Minecraft is it love this song here's something, as soon as it started I was like I remember this. I know this here's something you might not remember though so um, there was a period where I was like hmm Again, how do I bond with my nephew when we don't have a whole bunch in common in regards to hobbies? And I realized he liked Minecraft. So, got a Minecraft. Yeah. And I also bought a copy of Minecraft. And we played online. Not too many <laughs> sessions, but we played, when we did play, we played for a good chunk of time. And I mm-hmm. remember the whole thing where it was like we had two houses on like a, just a generated map. And we <sighs> built a tunnel that went underneath the houses to a huge room in the bottom that was like a clubhouse and we had like a pool table in there and mm. we just had like random like cool stuff and then we built an escape route for if creepers showed up to blow mm. it up like it was to me this was like tons of fun I'm like learning how to play minecraft through you and i'm like how does this what am i supposed to do You're like oh yeah I'll go, bro, you just take this thing you, you, you take this you blow it up this is how you got a dime you got a mine for this using the pickaxe and you get the stuff I'm like this is I'm having a lot of fun. And out of nowhere, I'm just like, all of a sudden, I get like the, I put the construction hat on and everything. I'm like, you know, this doesn't seem very safe. I think we need to, we need to, we need to raise the roof level of this tunnel because <laughs> it's not very safe to be just at this level for us. We need to do more. It needs to be, it, can, it has to be sound. For now, first, you put your hard hat on. Is that what happened? That's right. Yeah. I have a fun fact that. Oh. I still have that map. And earlier this year, I was at school. I was on my Xbox. I was I was playing it. Really? The same I still have the same app to this day. Oh, that's really cool. I yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> still you still have the file. Yes. 
that's what's up. See, it made me sad over here, man. Because that was that was a lot of fun for me. It was like I was able to sit down and bond, and we could play this game. And I'm like, I now I see why people want to drag their kids kicking and screaming into things they like so much. <laughs> Though obviously it can go the other way around too, which is technically what happened here, where it was like you like Minecraft, so I engaged in that game with you. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, more parents are going to be like, I like this. I don't like that. You're going to do it because I want you to. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that going on for sure. Oh, yeah. But um, ultimately, it's just kind of nice to have that connection to say, we can do this thing together. I can. We can build bomb shelters that hide from creepers. Yeah, I played with my uh, my niece, who's, who's visiting now from Minnesota. But we it was like four years ago. We were playing at the, at the beach house we rented for the week. <laughs> we were playing on the, um, I think it was on the Switch. And we each built separate houses, and we tried to build bridges to like kind of meet, meet them in the middle. And it was just a lot of fun. It was really, really cool. And I love that there's a whole soundtrack to it too. Yeah. Like, that's something I would imagine that there would be a soundtrack to it. Does music just play like randomly, like as you do it, or do th- are there like events that happen that play the music? Do you remember? Uh, the music, from what I remember, the music plays randomly, and if I remember correctly. You can also build like a, a jukebox. Oh, or okay. you can get like like this, yeah, and build those or craft those of some sort. Oh, so you can choose the music once you build yeah. the jukebox. Those are called records, by the way. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, some also refer to them as ninja weapons. <laughs> so I got to ask before we change gears because yeah, yeah. this is the good topic, the best of these topics to do that on. So I know you liked Minecraft at the time. And I know you don't play a ton of video games currently, but you do play video games sometimes. Yeah, what do you get down with now? So I can take notes mentally. I have not really been playing many games because I'm holding out on like trying to get the PA5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good uh, luck. Can, yeah. Lord. I'm, at this point, I'm going to just cave in and just pay the, the $600 now. No, 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 you don't even have to. They're, they're, it's slowly coming out now because now that the, the crypto market is dead, um, so there's like supposedly just they're having less difficulty producing consoles, and also the flippers are starting to finally get tired of holding on to stock yeah. that they can't move. So give it a little more time. I feel like you could get one for normal price by the end of this year. I would feel like I feel like you could. Yeah, they're they're. I've read from what I've read, they're also building um, video cards to like kind of stop. The idea of people using them, chaining them together to mine for cryptocurrency. So that's going to help <laughs> the production of a lot of these chips, too. So you're but, s- okay, good. Um, I'm pretty much just waiting. Like, I actually last night I started playing, I replayed Spider Man. Oh, yeah. I've beaten it. I've already beaten it. Too deep. Is that like a, a DLC to the original game? Or is it like its own thing? They should have done a DLC with the shirt, but. They decided to make a whole new game. I mean, it's connected. It's the same map, though, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, map. okay. But Miles Morales, he's from Brooklyn. Like, I think storyline behind this one is Miles Spider-Man goes out of town with Mary Jane, like somewhere in Europe, and then Miles Morales is the only New York Spider-Man, so he has to take over. He has to kind of get out of hand. So I'm not gonna get too into it, but 
But now that you say that, this so you've played, you got back into that game. You're hanging tight for a PS5. Yeah. Let's say you got one tomorrow. Why isn't yeah? Why tomorrow? isn't Uncle Purnell helping you out? Because this? Uncle Purnell doesn't work <laughs> miracles, Rob. <laughs> I can't go to the dark black market underworld and find them a PlayStation Five. Though if anyone's listening and they could, you know, Rhythm and Pixels at Hotmail.com. Um, but. If you did get a PlayStation Five tomorrow, what is the two, what are the two games you're like? Oh, I gotta get down with this now. That I have a system. I have no idea. Oh my! No, God. actually, no. The one game I've been like wanting to get, like a ninja game on PS Five. Yeah, ninja game. Oh, are you talking about the sound Ghost of Tsushima? Yes, the yes, director's because you can play that. it on PS Four. You know. Yeah, but I'm waiting. <laughs> like, like, I'm that's the game. That's literally the game. What yeah. those sweet graphics? Yeah. I for me, it's the size of the system. I don't know where I would put it. You saw my living room. I don't know where it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, that thing's yeah, a behemoth. Yeah. If it sits on the it floor, is. it's going to get filled with animal hair. So it's got it's got to go up somewhere. It would fit inside your uh, entertainment system, though. No way. Yeah, what my the I PS4 have... barely fits in there now. Uh, I, I'm not even joking when I say before I even want to look at it just to mentally put a it's, projection. It sticks out by that much. I'm, I'm making a, a, a size of my fingers. <laughs> you can't see this. Yeah, but the PS5 is a freaking behemoth. It's, I don't know what they were thinking. And you can't there. lay it on its side, right? Can you? Yeah, you can. Oh, Mine's on its side. Uh, we're talking about something now. All right. All right, so my next track is coming from... Okay, it's coming from a puzzle platformer I think you played. And I, I've been following the development on, on Twitter. It's super cute it's called 2d and top d yeah buddy and so it's a two-dimensional like you're one guy we'll get we'll get into that 2d and the other guy's top d let's get the track going it's awesome we'll talk about the game all right this track is called jungle kingdom jungle kingdom and it's by the artist ken kaj noon
was Jungle Kingdom from the game 2D and Top D, composed by Kajnoon. And it's just cool. I really like it. Actually, the uh, the chords get kind of bluesy in the middle there, but then it, gets, it turns into something from Steven Universe, which I really like a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, that kind of style, that kind of cutesy style. All right, so 2D and Top D is a p- puzzle platformer in which you play as two characters, one who's only two-dimensional platforming from the side, but then you stop the game and then suddenly you play as someone who's from the top down mm-hmm. and you can kind of move pieces of the puzzle around to help each other out mm-hmm. in order to traverse like um, obstacles and fight bosses and do all sorts of stuff. But it's just a, it's a great concept that they just kept kind of building on and building on and building on. And there are some cool puzzles in the game too, even just even beyond the puzzles, just simple mechanics. So for example, it's not so much just objects you manipulate. So say, for example, you're on a 2D platformer stage as 2D. You're going left to right. There's these enemy pigs that if you touch the pig, they kill you. So you're like, okay, well, I can't really get around these pigs because they're blocking my path. If you switch to top D, now the pigs are running around on the top-down plane. So now they're not stuck on the tiny legs. Now they're running all over the place chasing top D. And you can kind of coat kite them into different places and try to flip it back so they'll fall in the pits and oh, stuff. Oh, so they'll like follow that. you and you try to kind of push. So you try to lure them into other places on the map, right? Mm-hmm. So oh, that you that's can do cool. flip it again with the top D or the two D form again. And yeah, I might have to check them this places. One out. And then the bosses, like you mentioned earlier, off the off the break, is a. Uh, you have to kind of use the two um, planes of tandem because you can't personally shoot bosses. So you might have to do things like manipulate them into like blocks. So top D, for example, might push a block above, quote-unquote, above an enemy's head, but in the scenario of Top D, is actually aside, alongside him. But then when you switch to Top D, or 2D, it actually falls down on top of an enemy's head and does damage. Um, but, of course, the boss is attacking you in different ways depending on what orientation you're under. It's great. I and was then, wondering how they how they would do, like, boss battles in a way, because in the game uh, Celeste, there it's only jumping. There's no, like, attacking. So the idea is like when you're when things are coming at you, you just need to survive. You just need to get away from them and just survive for as long as you can. So I, I kind of was thinking that's how they were going to do that. But it sounds like it's a, it's a bit more clever. Hey, they get some really clever just scenarios last, outlasting. There. Yeah. And then one last thing, and I'm like, I'm going to bug you for something. You you get off scot free. <laughs> All right. Um. So the one thing I like about this also is the way they do like the quote unquote collectible sort of thing. You know, three you know the three star mechanic a lot of these games have get a good time plus no damage. But in this game, it's based on how fast you beat the level, how many times you switch orientations. And it's depicted by ladybugs that are actually just sitting on the screen somewhere. If you get to the point where you fail to meet one of the challenges, that ladybug actually gets up and flies off the screen. Oh. So it actually kind of freaks you as you're playing. Like, you stay there. You stay there. And you don't move. I'm doing it. And it's like, get up. Now. Get back there. Like, you're like, it's, it surprisingly hits harder. Right. Than just having a basic, and uh, then just at the end of the level, seeing like a grade or a score, yeah. like something actually move, like like disappearing as you're going. You're like, wait, uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you better stay here. I'm working hard to entertain you, you ladybug. <laughs> That's cute. So when it comes to like the idea, uh, I know we talked about some of the games you've played, but and I like to, I feel like every game playing person, regardless of genre, at some point in time, has to have played some form of platformer platformer being like Super Mario Brothers. Right? Okay. Can you think of any that you might have messed around with even for a bit back in the day that you attempted to play and get good at? Or have you played any of like his old games? 
that's what I'm curious. He's like dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. The one, you know, there is one game I can think of um, that actually me, you, and my dad used to we we, we beat the game. Really? Yeah, Castle Crashers. Oh, you we played that. Yeah, yeah, I love that game. That's that's a, okay. So that's a game I can think oh, of. That's a, oh, that's a oh, that was a family affair. Yeah, yeah, yeah Castle yeah. Crashers. Castle Crashers was fun. That's a good game. I'm also amazed that you got your dad to play something different. Yeah, it's a hard, it's a hard. <laughs> to do I mean, Darnell will play some games, but it's hard to get him to play beyond his scope of games. But yeah. Castle Crashers, I will say, once you get past the goofy elements of it, you know, fighting with a fish and stuff, it is in his <laughs> element. It's a beat em up. Castle yeah. Crashers is a beat em up. He likes Streets of Rage and stuff. So yeah, all you gotta yeah. do is say, it's like, it's, like, it's like you're beating up a crime syndicate, but the crime syndicate is a really goofy <laughs> barbarian. So yeah, it's us. easy to figure out too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a funny game, but especially when it was like just the three of that. I was, I think that was like the add-on. Not only is it a fun game, but all together, me, my dad, my uncle, yeah. bonding. Yeah, no, maybe cry over here, man. I've been drinking too much water. <laughs> Do that. The <laughs> Pernell will cry at the end of this episode. <laughs> that's going to be the episode title. Pernell will cry. Maybe that's going to be the title of this one. <laughs> right, so what's, the, what's the next track you've got with us? All right, so this one, I had to kind of think and reach to choose a track, this track, but I feel like it, I made a good choice for the reasoning and all that. So this comes from the game RPG Maker MZ. And this is Battle Theme 3. I have no idea who composed it because there's a lot of RPG Maker games and a lot of stuff. So we'll figure it out in post, maybe, if we're lucky. <laughs> no, I, I've, I have I tried. I, I don't know where a lot of this... Because with this one specifically, there's a lot of people just put their own music into the game. And so when you try to search for music or who made certain bits of music, people um, like, oh, download my pack of music, you know, and it's someone else's stuff. So. Uh. But this is the music that's built into the system, mm-hmm. right? Okay, that you can choose from when you're making your thing. Yeah. Okay, so that's a little context there.
Welcome back. You're listening to Battle Theme 3 from the game RPG Maker MZ, composed by Unknown. Um, we were just joking about uh, yeah, where, where, where this sounds, like where, where this could be. And Dario said that it reminded him of Soul Calibur, Soul you Cal- said? Soul Calibur, yeah. And I could totally see that. Like This reminds me of a particular you could take a, a track that would play on one of the battle stages or something. Yeah. That, that flute sound, that doesn't sound like a Paris. flute. It's like, it's like really high up. It's like a piccolo or, or something. But yeah, it sounds like Wii Sports. Yeah, yeah That def- Wii Sports flute is definitely in there. But so, that violin and that guitar, the violin and the drums is Trails of Cold Steel. The, the Falcom sound team. I feel like I want to try this version of RPG Maker because I've played RPG Maker games multiple times in the past, and I feel like this is the highest. I was listening to the OST for this a few days ago, and the sound quality for this one is like top tier compared to the others. All the tracks are just Mwah! chef's kiss. I love it. Um, really good. So I personally have fiddled with RPG Maker games over the years. I've always had this idea that I'm going to craft the perfect RPG just for me. I had this whole cool idea about being a uh, a person. You start out as like a low tier person. Like I'm going to be the top, I'm going to be the top of the crime world when I grow up. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be the top gangster like the Godfather. But you start small by like I don't know, running trying to run uh be the top lawnmower in your district in your neighborhood. You're going to muscle all the other lawn mowing kids. So battles in the game end up being against like spiders and like lawn creatures and like oh, rival you could be lawn like, mowers. You, like, uh, you sell Girl Scout cookies. Yes, the Girl it's Scout Cookie Mafia. Game? Well, you can do this. So the whole idea of RPG Maker is you're making your own games. They give you the tools really? to create a game, story, characters, music, everything. If you have the time and the imagination, you can make some quality of this. There are current releases right now in the market that were made with RPG Maker and they sell them as individual releases for actual money really? and they're good games. Right, so they all they all kind of play similarly but like graphics are all different. Like everyone kind of does their own thing with them. So, And a lot of the built-in music and tools sound amazing which is really, really cool. So, so that, I like your idea this this game. Like you can, you can choose your like different tracks growing up and then like I don't know when you get finally go into full-blown crime well the idea is like it's, it's all it's like it's quote-unquote always crime it's just the idea of like control it's like an area control thing we're like okay it starts out with being like i want to be like the top lawnmower which means you got to muscle out the other lawn mowing people in the in the district so it's not just a matter of being the best customers like okay i'm going to sabotage this guy's fun, equipment that'd be yeah. a fun board game actually See, like you just got you know like you're just lawn, mowing lawns and like there's a map of like houses and you're, like, knocking out other kids. Fun fact, I have a game called Mo Money. We should try to play it. It's called Mo Money? Mo Money. <laughs> and it might be something like that. I've never opened it. That um, sounds amazing. So the reason why I picked this track in this game is because Darnell has a passion. He has a passion for creation. Not so much RPGs, but I really couldn't find a video game aside from, like, Marky Mark's Crapulence Factory. We don't want to talk about that. Where you actually make really cool videos involving, right. you know, features and Oh, that's stories. right. There was like a music video gener- MTV music video generator from like the nineties. It was really bad. It was a terrible <laughs> game. But you have an actual passion for creation of videos. You're going to school in regards to and now tell us again what what you're going to school for? Uh, I go to the sales university for T V and film. Oh man. And he's good at what he does too. Uh, but I thought this was a pretty cool choice. I'm like, this is his passion. This is like, he's not making RPGs per se, but let's be honest here. If you want to sit down one day, you know, just kind of get some practicing, you could 
come up with a little story there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, okay, you can use the kind of yourself story. Like, I'm going to start crafting some little story. I got my character models. I got my storyboards. You can put it all together. And then you can, like, film promo videos using your camera going out in the actual environment. Like, okay, I'm filming in the woods here. This is Macalania Woods. Oh, fancy tin drop. Um, Macalania Woods. I'm filming it. This is what it would be like in the real world. You could get really imaginative with this kind of stuff using your what you're learning yeah. in tandem with this to be like filming trailers and stuff. Like I just reviewed a game called Witch Trainings where the game itself was really like it was a surprising game. It's like someone's trying to craft something called a, a, a strands like John Witch. I don't know who decided that was a thing that needed to be but what's what? Strands like. So do you remember the game Death Stranding? Yes. Where you? No, I, I never played it. I know there was a game. Are you familiar with the, just by name the game Death Stranding, Darnell? No. Hideo Kojima. Right. So Hideo Kojima, the guy who made Metal Gear, the Metal oh, okay. Gear games, yeah. he came up with a game where, for all intents and purposes, you're an Amazon delivery man in like a post-apocalyptic <laughs> wasteland. I'm not even making that up. Uh, and you're exploring, walking around, carrying packages from point A to point B. Balancing the packages on your back. Make sure you don't drop them. Woo. But sometimes you get pulled into the muck and have to fight existential beasts. Uh, whatever. Um, but apparently the idea behind making games that would be considered strands-likes is to tack on the, p- the pick-up-and-deliver aspect of that uh, game into another there's game. There's a better name for that. But you know what? It's We, we call things roguelikes oh, yeah. because it's based on the game Rogue. Mm-hmm. But Rogue was made in like 1970s. Well, that's why Strands likes his like Strands like yeah, because yeah, yeah, so it's based off of Strands. I Stranding. totally get it. I told that makes sense to me. I just now 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 it's based on games that I've never played. <laughs> so, but then the be idea hard. behind like why like how this ties into what we're talking about here is like that whoever designed that game made a really cool like trailer video mm. where the kid is like inside of his bedroom playing the game and his mom's like come on get dinner and as he's playing the game there's like these like cool camera shifts where it's like he's focusing on him manipulating the mouse he's getting into it and as he's doing more and more with the game his bedroom is becoming more jungle like mm-hmm. almost like he's getting sucked into the game world or they're melding the worlds are melding together and then he gets sucked into the game at the end so, so what kind of uh, uh, video are you interested in or is it more like a narrative or music or animation um, like what's 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 been most interesting to you so far? I kind of put you on the spot. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think there was pretty much. I don't think there was really one specific type of video that. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind doing like you know movie spooks, um, <laughs> documentary. Okay, so like with um, a narrative style. Yeah, even yeah. like I do. I like to do it all. Whatever. Cool. But um. One thing I wanted to add on when you said something about the creativity part. One thing I like, I, I really take time with is picking the music mm-hmm. for my videos that I make. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all about the rhythm and how it relates to what I'm putting out. Like for example, when I was studying abroad and when I was putting together the promo video for the school. Um, I chose a song. It was actually one of the first songs we played. Well, me and my roommates, we had dinner. We made dinner. We stayed in the apartment. We just had, like, wine and music. And, you know, making it real real fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was one of the first songs we made. And when I put the video together at Mm -hmm. the end, I thought back to that song. And when I, as I was editing, I made it all line up um, and connect with that. So, like, it was the whole, like, 
Italian experience. Right. It was an Italian song. So like the the rhythm of the music in the rhythm of like the video, like like that sync uh, uh, synchronized. Yes. Yeah, that's really yeah, important. That, that, I like that. That's the one style, like style I would say mm-hmm. that I have. Like I like the music to match with the video. Yeah. And to give people that feel. Yeah, I like that too. Because even if it's not specifically like a music video where things are happening on the beat all the time, it's like kind of like kind of pulls you in. Mm-hmm. It gives you something to kind of lean on to. You don't even you don't even realize that, that, that that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like that. That's and, cool. And there's something kind of nice about the idea that being you can say to yourself, "I'm going to create this product so that when people watch it and listen to it, they're going to feel how I hopefully wanted them yeah. to feel when they mm-hmm. see this production production." Words come together. Yeah. Um. And I, that to me is probably the, one of the most beautiful elements that comes to video production is the fact that you can craft a piece, intent with the intent to elicit a feeling or yeah. a reaction out of a of a viewer. It's it's a skill. Well, this this next game we're going to hear from certainly elicits some feelings. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of feelings? That's what I'm concerned about. This is this is, a, this is another uh, weird post apocalyptic game. It's called Death Road to Canada. Oh, uh, have you played this one? I have it on my Switch unplayed. Yes, <laughs> not surprised. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the music's Come by on. Joey Grady, and this is a trip. It's it's a very uh, very interesting looking game here. This track is called Green on Green. Again, it's from Joey Grady. This is the track Green on Green from the game Death Road to Canada. Canada. Um, wow. So this is composed by uh, Joey Grady. And I really like this because this, this game is very um, violent. <laughs> it's, uh, but it's, it's cheesy car- violence. It's cartoony violence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and you're a group. You're tra- I guess you're traveling t- towards Canada. Yeah. Um, I, uh, trying my to best, escape a zombie apocalypse. My best guess is that they're trying to escape Canada and apparently uh, they're trying to escape a zombie apocalypse and they wager that the best place to survive it is Canada because of the universal health care. But um, <laughs> I mean, that's my best guess. I don't know. If it was, also, maybe maple syrup is the cure. I, I would, yeah. 
it, it cures cures a lot of what it my definitely cures what are. ails yeah, me. It makes me feel better. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, it's it's um there's like it's definitely a roguelike in a way that I guess you're dying a lot and you're picking up like you're you're ending up in very random areas and picking up new characters and meeting like what what they're up to along the way. But this is the music is between map to map and like city to city. You're in a car with all the characters you met along the way, and there's like they're all talking. I almost made a living in America joke there because he's like highway to highway, station to station. Oh ah. crap! I just made the joke. Anyway, what it is? What is? Man, it's been a while since I've seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about watching that again. Um, but yeah, but this is the only this is like the chill. The rest of this game is pretty like hardcore, like kind of spooky style music. But this was like everyone's in the car, hanging out, you know. You gotta get out joking and around, and you know, and then covered in blood. <laughs> oh, pixel blood though, so it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I kind of like. I am a big fan of games like that. There's something to be said about voxel graphics and like you know, chibi pixelated graphic games that mm. elicit this kind of gameplay too. Because I know it takes it takes the rage level down. If you're the type that's a real, real squeamish about dealing with these kinds of topics, it makes it more digestible for people. It's like, well, if I shoot the guy, pixels explode. It's not a big thing. Yeah. Now, the, the the games made with like a voxel um, um, uh, uh, aesthetic is something I never thought was actually going to be a thing, but like it totally is now. Like Minecraft is is voxel. So it's like they got volumetric pixels. So it's like a, they're blocks instead of just like squares. And I think that's a it's cool. It really builds down how how creative the creator of the game is. I love how I just use creative too much, but uh, <laughs> like you think of 3D die heroes. I think that's one of the best iterations yeah, of a voxel yeah. game. Like you, it's basically a Zelda-like game, but you are in this voxel universe. Everything is composed of voxel blocks, and you hit enemies and they explode into squares. Um, yeah. You drop a coin in the water, square blocks pop up the drops. It's just, it's a beautiful game mm. in every way, shape, or form. Even now, like I was playing it recently. Once I learned how much it's worth on the internet, I've been ha- I've been having this weird trend lately. Where I'm like, this game is worth how much? I better play it. Your your collection is now pretty steep, I'm sure. I because you just don't get rid of a lot of stuff. You know? I really don't. You don't sell it back. Go to too many games and learn. This is worth what now? <laughs> well, those things are sold at the premium for buying at a convention. That is but, true. Um, uh, just to keep things going, we're going to move on to um, the last part of our show, which is called the bonus round. Bonus round to Canada? Bonus. The bonus round to Canada is where we play <laughs> covers and remixes. <laughs> so at the end of the show, we play covers and remixes and arrangements that are all based on our theme. Um, and so um, our theme is wild. You know, pick whatever you want. Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> so this is actually going to be non-cover work. I just wanted to play this specific track and it's vocally and whatever. Um, but it ties into the theme I was running with for this okay. episode. Yeah. It comes from the game Sunset Overdrive. And the track title is called Sunset City and is composed by the Bronx. Please don't take our show down. Do you wanna be strange? Are you afraid of failure? 
of all this, all the songs that we're gonna play on the bonus round, I wasn't expecting a song to sound like that. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Sunset Sunset Overdrive had some fantastic music. This track, being called Sunset City by the Bronx, uh, was one of my favorites in the game. Also, conveniently, this is one of the only ones that didn't have swear words in it. So it was convenient <laughs> on all levels. Uh, I appreciate you not making me do more work, <laughs> more editing work. So like Sunset Overdrive to me. Even though it'll likely never get a sequel, and people generally don't talk about it, which is unfortunate, to me, is still probably one of the best um, tra- world traversal games, like open world world traversal elements, because you pretty much play it in such a way that you never touch the floor. You can bounce off of things, you can grind on things, you can swing on things, you can wall run, you can rocket jump. And eventually, you learn how to like uh, jet ski across water without wearing actual skis. It's just a ridiculous game. Is it also a shooter? Yes, a shooter too. But that, if anything, that's probably the one thing about that can be rough is the fact that you're expected to shoot at things while you're grinding or flipping or dashing. Like, I mean, you could stop and just run, but since the combo system and everything is based on the momentum. Mm. Yeah, you're basically not doing how the you're not playing how the game wants you to if you're standing on the ground shooting like a traditional shooter. So I ended up getting a gun that was like a bunch of Roman I, candles with duct tape wrapped it, around it, just fired <laughs> and like homed in on stuff. This is not a game I could play. It's I'm hard. Either, I'm either running or I'm shooting. I'm not doing both in these games. <laughs> That's why you get guns that home in on stuff. <laughs> yeah. You have to think about it. You like shoot. holding steady. I'm like, all right. Now, like the reason why I picked this track though yeah, yeah. is as as Darnell realized as we, I named the game, he recalled. Watching me play this game in the past, he whether you liked it or not, another story. But the I, one of my favorite stories is tied to him watching me play this game that he might not remember anymore. Um, number of years ago, I was in a big job transition state around the time we started this show, actually. Okay, and I honestly didn't know what was going to happen to my income, whether I was going to have any money anymore or whatever. So I was like, well, in the event the next year I end up broke and living on the street, I'm going to give my nephew a good Christmas. I'm going to do my best for it. So what I did was I bought an Xbox, I an Xbox One, and he didn't know he had it yet. And I bought myself an Xbox One. So I invited him over to the apartment, and I was like, "Hey, check out this cool new game console I bought for myself." And I showed him Sunset Overdrive, but he's watching me play it, and uh, he's like, hey, this is, "I guess this is a cool game. We're showing it off. We're having fun messing with it." And then as we're heading out, I was like. Oh, by the way, I got you. You got you an Xbox. I got. I, I can't remember if I told you before or after. But I was like, I got you an Xbox One for Christmas. He's like, Yeah, thanks, thanks. I appreciate it. But on the way out, I was like, Okay. So I just kind of nonchalantly go up and start disconnecting the TV from the wall. And he's like, What the heck are you doing? I was like, Come on, help me to move to take this TV off the wall. He's like, Why? I was like, I need your help. I can't do this by myself. <laughs> and I just had him wondering, like, Why are you doing this? This makes no sense. And I'm like, Because this is your TV now. Yeah, I still have the same TV, same Xbox. Seriously? Yeah, I do. That is I, awesome. I remember those, yeah. That was a quality TV, too. <laughs> I was just like, because at the time he had the Xbox, but the TV he had, he could probably connect it, but it wouldn't have run very well on it because it was like an older TV. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, he needs a good TV. Give him this TV. It's a good TV. I, only, I just recently got it. He can have it. So I gave him pretty much a brand new TV, nice. gave him the console, and as you can clearly hear, many years later, it still works. He's still having fun with it. So 
functional product. But I always remember liking that because the amount of just like confusion on your face when you're like, why are you taking the TV apart? What are you doing? I'm like, come on, I just need your help. I can't do it by myself. Help me carry it down the stairs. It was pretty funny. Other this is the the surprising of a family member is like one of the best things ever. Where it's like you have no idea you're getting something good. <laughs> it is really cool. Yeah. Like it's interesting. Like I I mean I I have no shame in acknowledging that I can be known as like Captain Grinch when it comes to my wallet. Like don't touch my wallet. <laughs> but it's nice to do things for people when they don't expect you to. I like guess one thing if you get the person that's just like constantly like, gimme 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 mm-hmm. despite they can do you know. But it's nothing where it's just like. You've been knowing you're a good person and you could use a little, here, take it. But I got to give it to you in a way that's fun for me. I can't just hand you a check. So You're going to have a good time with it. going to have a good time. Shock you. You know what's always a good time for me for now? Bonus round. You actually, you actually uh, mentioned it earlier. Oh. Final Fantasy X. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> well, it's uh, not Rise Star. I'll is, give you that. Uh, music by uh, Masashi Hamatsu. This is the travel agency and arranged by the artist Doug Perry. This is a very jazzy version of the travel agency.
nation. Thank <laughs> 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 you. that in there. That was the travel agency from Final Fantasy X, composed by Masashi Hamato and arranged by Doug Perry for, I guess, a three-piece jazz band. I'm just laughing because every time we say Doug Perry, my brain wants to say Doug Funny. Doug Funny. <laughs> it's very expensive. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> that was his friend, Voice right? Actor, yeah, Skeeter. Yeah. That was Skeeter, yeah. Um, actually, the whole time during that song, we are trying to figure out the differences between the marimba and the xylophone. And then we discovered the Glockenspiel. And then we discovered a Glockenspiel and a vibraphone, and now I don't know where my uh, my world is just gone. So, <laughs> uh, but that was beautiful. So, um, Doug Perry is a uh, does a lot of video game arrangements, but also like uh, just a lot of jazz arrangements of like popular songs, mainly using the marimba. But um, I really like it when it's a full a full band like that. So, um, we'll have links to Doug Perry um, and the Bronx on oh. our website rhythmandpixels.com, where you can download the music, buy the music and support these amazing artists. Oh, 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 oh. I'm just kidding. Ow! I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> so, as far as, like, I'm going to hit you with the, with, the, with the old man question. I have no choice here. So, we were talking earlier about old man music and old man tones. <laughs> What are you? Like, where is this going? Oh, I gotta go. I here. gotta give you an old man question. I gotta give you an old man like question. A weird growth to you. <laughs> <laughs> is that a pimple or a boil? No. So, as far as I was gonna lead with something like, if you could think of a band that could do a good video game music soundtrack or video game sound cover, what would it be? That would tie it to the show. But I ain't thinking about that. I just want to know what are three artists that you jam out to currently? Yes. Currently. Um. Okay, so for me, I got love music. I feel like a lot of people love music, but me, for me, I love music, and I feel like as I've gotten older, I've been able to broaden my horizon. So initially, I would listen like just rap, hip hop, and R and B, but then I started getting a little more into like alternative, and like I said during the break, jazz. Like I love jazz. Yes, I love jazz music a lot. Um, so, but as far as people that I listen to on like on an everyday basis. My favorite, my personal favorite female artist who I love, I love her music, I love her. I get my name by the Marrier. There it is. <laughs> Snow Allegra, I listen to her music on a regular. I love her music. Um, another person I would have to say, I guess all the young kids favorite, Drake. Drake's good. Go and listen to Drake. Um, and then third, Tame Impala. Okay. So that was me testing myself because of the three you named, I've heard of Drake. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say I've been listening to um, uh, Dua Lipa, more Dua Lipa. I've been really into that kind of like, she's got like a really kind of old school kind of disco sound. I'm Mm -hmm. really into enjoying that and you say um jazz that you've been into there's a uh, a, a duo called uh, domi and jb beck mm-hmm. that um have just started kind of releasing singles now and okay. uh, but they've they've released a lot of like stuff they've done on on uh, facebook and they're really amazing it's like imagine like really really fast keyboard and really really fast like drums but like super super complicated and they look like they're they're Clearly, child prodigies. They're like sixteen and seventeen. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah they're really amazing. I'll play some before before we head out of okay. here. But, uh, but yeah. And as far as I go, I'm not naming Squat because <laughs> in my world, I mean, I couldn't name like I listen to Biss still. Biss is a fantastic band that's still putting out music. But 
my current scope of music, actually I can do this while I'm talking because I'm a really quick typer or clicker, but um, I generally listen to a lot of like Spotify stuff. So stuff I come across on Spotify and like bands I remember from like Throwing Muses and Kirsten Hirsch. Uh, but every once in a while I come across like these like weird random bands that just come up in my Discover that I listen to regularly because I like them a lot. Like I came across a band called TVAM, a band called Dummy, 50 Foot Wave still good. A Japanese band called Chai, because I love tea. Um, <laughs> gender Rolls, The Gully Boys, Squirrel Bait. For, that's a great name for a band, Gender Squirrel Rolls. Bait. Squirrel that's, Bait. Yeah, Squirrel Bait is freaking good. And apparently they're like a classic band. They're from like the 80s. Oh, okay. But they've inspired bands in the modern age. Like, like they're punk like a, or rock? No, I'll play a track of those before I go. To, <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, like I listen to just a lot of just... Out of, out of nowhere. So English teacher. There you go. Yeah. So that just goes to shows like I'm in this weird limbo where it's like I listen to a lot of bands, but do the way I come across them. I'm like, have you ever heard of an English teacher? What the heck so are you talking about? When you come across the bands like uh, through Spotify, like I guess it's suggesting to you, do you go back and then like find other music they've done? Yep. Or do you just kind of just keep going? Oh, I try. I, keep, I collect them and then I go back like all the Pokemon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I like, collect, collect them. them all, yeah. <laughs> I catch all 151 types or whatever, but then I'll go back and like find albums that they put out and check for other tracks that they've done and mm. kind of build a portfolio for them but the problem is that I need to sit down one day and stop finding new stuff and just catalog things and go okay how do you retain knowledge of these things aside from keeping uh, a list because I'm yeah. too old for I can't my brain sucks I'm, some people are good at just remembering I mean, you laid on the table, I'm good but it's all stuck with video games <laughs> it's all in the video game world yeah. alright so thank you for joining us on episode 33-7. I'm just rolling into it. <laughs> uh, Rhythm and Pixels. This is our wild card with uh, Darnell. Darnell, thanks for joining us on the show today. Great. It's my first time on a podcast. It was good to get a feel for how things kind of go. Things went pretty smooth. It sounds like it sounds like that finally got the wire sitting right with the microphone. Yeah, right. <laughs> I hope that you were able to at least if you got anything else out of this, the most important thing you pick up on is that regardless of what you choose to do, regardless of how it plays out, whether your listenership or whatever, the most important element is that you have fun doing what you do. For because sure. if you're enjoying it, you can say dumb things like this <laughs> yeah. and not care how it's pricked up because yeah. you're having a good time. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to say, I'm a content creator, and that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Give me free admission I thought you were to say, show. Like, Remember, no matter what you do, whatever you decide to do, you owe me $10. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking for it. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. So uh, for more information about the show, um, if you'd like to get in contact with us, if you want to have, if you have a track suggestion or a topic suggestion or anything like that, please send us an email, rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And for a full track listing of this show and for access to all of our past episodes, please go to the website, rhythmandpixels.com. Um, and uh, we are, you can find us on the web. You can find us all over the place as Rhythm and Pixels. Type it in all one word. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, we have a YouTube station, youtube.com slash rhythmandpixels. We have a 24-7 radio station there playing 8-bit and 16-bit classics and deep cuts. And if you want to support the show, the best thing you can do is just tell people about it. um, Or you can click on subscribe or whatever platform that you're on. You can also um, support us by going to Patreon at patreon.com slash rhythmandpixels. You can, at at just any level of, uh, of Patreon membership there, you get access to a monthly live streamed uh, recording or uh, episode of me and Pernal doing a show. 
And there's also other cool stuff. There's uh, additional content. There's some live stuff. Um, you can get stickers, mugs. There's uh, exclusive t-shirts all through Patreon. And then at the end of every episode, we'd like to thank all of our members at the highest levels of Patreon. So first, we want to thank Brooke and, frankly, Zappa, both of you. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, guys. Uh, we want to thank uh, the number one. That's all we have. That's the number one. No one's corrected me yet. Because <laughs> so he's just, still number one. So we're thanking number one. But number one, who's number three on the list? I want to thank uh, Kristen. Although his gaming, they are they're gaming the system. They're their number one is this alphabetical. And we want to thank uh, Kristen, GameFan44, Mike Myers, Turianator, Person, Vashon8060, Alex Messenger, host of AVGM Journey, Andreas Milberg, Brian Pitt, Cameron Worma, uh, Carlos Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes Three podcast, who was on our show uh, last week. Which I'm was already looking forward awesome to having him back on because it was fun. He's a great guest to have on the show. Uh, Chris Tienerson, Chris Wisner, aka Musashi Two One Nine, the wise guy. <laughs> uh, Christopher Sendstrom. We have a third guest now. We're going to laugh at all your names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chuck Kowalski, Davy Cakes, uh, David Taylor, Enchilada Rigol, Harold Howard, uh, Triple Jeff, the Tri Jeff. Jeff Cube, Jeff Cube, uh, Justin Schneider from host of uh, or co-host of XVGM Radio, uh, Keith Shusterman, Martyrus, host of the ReVGM podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Bridgewater, Doctor Michael Bridgewater now. Yes, I'm going to call him Doctor Michael, Doctor Bridgewater, Doctor, right. Doctor. Uh, Rage Cage, host of the VGM Porium, Reinhardt Selkova. Oh, back on it, Romancing Sagat. Welcome back. Welcome back, uh, Sleepy S'more, Steve Miller, Taco. Ed Wilson, host of the VG Embassy, our podcast dad, and Zach Thornbach. Thank you all very, very much, very, very much for your continued support of, your sh- of our show. We you, really do appreciate all it. of you and many, many more. Um, it means a lot to us. It helps us uh, pay for the domain, pay for hosting. Um, it helps pay for you know uh, uh, equipment and, and everything. All Great the work that goes appear- into making a little show. Live appearances when we can pull those off. That's right. Yeah, the end of uh, next month actually will be at Retro World. Oh yeah, definitely give me the dates on that for sure too, because I want to make sure I have the time off. Oh yeah, it'll, it's on the website. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> now where we're staying is probably going to be closer to uh, the embassy, the VG embassy. Nice, uh, probably because I think it's all we're, we're going to be able to get. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, Dad, you got to give us this so-called. New Haven pizza that you've been that people up there have been ragging about. Yeah, I need to know. I'm dr- I'm not going to drive six hours not to eat pizza, so I'm going to be eating pizza all the way up, all the way back. <laughs> Sauce all over the seats. <laughs> well, anyway, so thanks everybody for listening to the show. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Have a great week. And remember, kind of harped on it earlier at the closing of this, but it stands to repeat: if you have an idea, you have a desire, or dream, something you want to create and do. Get off your butt and do it. Like, I know that is hard. I'm a prime example of that. But at the same time, if you never try to do it, you'll never get it. You'll never know if you could do it. And if you try and you fail, you can always try again. Learn from your mistakes, pick it up and go again. Don't know what to do? Reach out for advice. Get assistance on how to go about the process of learning what you want to do. But the most important part is don't let your dream fizzle out. Make it happen if you want it to happen. And who knows? Maybe you'll have another VGM podcast floating around or a really cool recipe that you can, I don't know, pitch to restaurant or, I don't know, a po- cool wall mural art. A podcast about wrestling and current events. That's right. Yeah, current current wrestling My events. favorite wrestling <laughs> move is the grapple. <laughs> As a wrestling move, right? I like, a technique. I, I like the, the knee punch. 
where you punch with your knee. <laughs> uh, no, you punch the knee. Oh, you punch the knee. Oh, the that's, knee that sounds painful. And that's also the name of my new video game, Knee Puncher. <laughs>